Good morning, everyone. Good morning. We got another daf to do today. Baruch Hashem. Today is daf Yud Beis. Yesterday was Yud Aleph, and we got our work cut out for us. So we'll do a review of yesterday's daf. We are learning Levi Nishmas from Bashmol Shimon, as well as Daniel Bernet Baruch Ben Yudaleib Be'Emi, and Naftali Yosef Ben Chaim Nisan Alevi. Okay. And anybody else who needs a refuah shalema, then that's also you'll have in mind. Okay, so with that, let's get over on the review of yesterday's stuff. What did we learn yesterday in Daf Yud Aleph? So um, we started off talking about other examples of uh, things that they tried improving on, and sometimes you know, your improvements are actually having a reverse effect. So better leave it things, best things left alone. What the flu? So we saw a few examples. So one of the examples in yesterday's da- uh, we started on we started on the bottom of Yudam and Beis um, was uh, the this Meishi uh, Loach was a little stream was very very narrow very skinny, and the king said that's too little let's let's increase it. So he widened it to uh, that it should be a larger flow. Larger flow, and of course, uh, when he wired, widened it, it actually, it basically stopped completely. Is this the same, the same Is you know when you enter the new excavation in near David, David, right? Yeah. It's the one that is the same mine that. Yeah, it's the same water, it. right? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was the Chizkiyos tunnels they call yeah, it, it, right? Right. Anyway, so um, bottom line is, don't out try and out smart. Uh, another example of uh, some of the amazing things that they had, we talked about the um, um, other instruments that were uh, very impressive, and we saw this um, shovel. It's called a makrefa because uh, not sure why. Rashi says it uh, maybe it was shaped like a shovel, but it was, definitely was not a shovel. It was a musical instrument that. Uh, Produced, it was uh, sounds to us like it, the, in the description. There's a lot of pipes coming out of it, and the pipes have multiple holes in it. It's like an organ, like a pipe organ of sorts. And uh, a, a what? The water organ. A water organ? Well, it doesn't I say what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feeds. The didn't mention how it, how it worked. It's, it was a bellow. There was either water itself, and it pushed. You push that, and then it would cause and that would cause the sound. Anyway, okay. One thousand sounds, no? You said. Yeah. So either a hundred sounds or a thousand sounds. It was either way. It was quite impressive. Okay. Then we got into the machlokas yesterday's stuff about uh, what. What does it mean that uh, you know who were the musicians in the base of Middash? So three opinions. One, they were slaves of Kahanim. The other was that they were Yisraelim Yochasim, they were uh, regular Jews who had a, a pro- very good lineage. And the third is that they were Levim. So um, what are they arguing in? So we thought that the, maybe they're arguing in is uh, that if you say that they're slaves, then it's, then it's because Iker Shira is Bepet. The main song needs to be by mouth. And uh, so they were only um, coming to a company. So to a company, it doesn't matter who does it. So they were even able to use slaves of Kohanim to do that job. Then we saw um, the other idea that uh, uh, that uh, that it had to be Levim is because Yikashira Bikli, and then obviously it's part of the Avoda of the Levim, and therefore it had to be 
um, Levi doing it. The problem is, is that we have no explanation for Rav Yossi, the middle Shita. Why would he require Yisrael Miuchas if he held that Iker Shir is Bepeb, and would, then even a slave would qualify, and even if he and if he held that Iker Shir Bekli, that that the main song is the uh, is with the instruments, so then it would require it to be a Levi. So the Gemara says rather what they're uh, arguing in is. Um, are we ma'alin mituchan liyuchsin ulemaisros? That's the dispute. Meaning, from the fact that we can establish that this person was on the music musician stage, does that automatically elevate you in any way? So, according to um, according to the Tanakama, so you're not ma'alin mituchan liyuchsin ulemaisros. Neither, because they could be even slaves. According to the um, uh, and according to the opinion that uh, uh, that it was Levim, it was Maila Miduchan Liyuchsin Ulamaiser both. And according to Rabbi Yossi, you're Maila Liyuchsin, but not the Maiser. So it doesn't mean they're not Levim, but they definitely are uh, only took people to do that job if they had um, very well established pedigree. Okay. Took us to the next thing, which is uh, we said that the Shear is Maak and Karbanos. According to um, according to Rameyer, and according to Rachamim, it's not Ma'akiv. Where does Rameyer get the idea that the shear need you need the song? Um, so the answer is the pasuk says, "Avetna salavim nisunim la'aron alvanov mitov bnei Yisrael ulechaper al bnei Yisrael." So according to the way Rameyer learns this, he says the levim's job is also to atone. How, what does that mean? Just like atonement, you got to have the atonement. So too. The uh, the song that their job is also gotta be there. What are the rabbis hold? They said no. That's just telling you a different idea. Not that it actually provides kapara, but it's supposed to happen only on uh, uh, the daytime, just like kapara is only in the daytime. So it's to teach you a comparison, but it's not actually atoning. It's not actually connected in that regard. Then we got to. Um, the, a very basic question, Rav Yudha said in the name of Shmuel, where is the Makar for Shira altogether? In other words, it does not say anywhere in the Torah. You open the five books of Moses, it doesn't say from beginning to end anything about the Levim needing to sing Shira. It doesn't say that outright. So that's the question. How do we know? We take it as a given that that's uh, certainly a requirement. There was a Shira Shalyom. We know that it happened. The question is, from where, where's the source for it? So we saw one idea. It says, "Vishereis b'shem Hashem lekav." What does that mean to serve in the name of God? When does the God's name connect to the service? Normally, you're doing things and serving. You're bringing the carbon, etc. The name of God is not a factor. The fact that he's saying the name of God must be that they're singing songs, and then you mention God's name in the song, and that would make, explain what's going on. That was one explanation. The Gemara says, how do you know? Maybe it's talk about the blessings of the Kohanim, and that's what's being referenced here, which of course has God's name in it. Okay. So the Gemara says that can't be, because it says, bishmo, to serve Him and to bless in His name. So you see that it's uh, two separate things. Um, then we saw another answer from Rav Masna. It says that uh, we were punished in the Tochacha, in the end, and it parches Kisavo. Uh, um, and it says over there, uh, I'm sorry, it says, Now, what could it be? What does it mean, Simcha Vetuv Levov? 
So um, where is there an avoda that we didn't serve God b'simchat ablevav? So it must mean that we didn't sing shira because shira requires simchat ablevav. It requires a joy in order to be able to come across right. Um, so the Gemara says, how do you know? Maybe it means Torah. Torah also is misameach lev. It says kudesh misharim misamche lev. So the Gemara says um, uh, that's not a proof. Um, uh, because that's Simchal slave. It doesn't say Tuv Levav. It doesn't fit in. So the Gemara says, maybe it's Bikurim, because it says, Bisamacht Bechol HaTov. So the Gemara says, that's true. Bikurim is Tov, but it's not Tov Lev. It doesn't quite cut it. Um, anyway, so uh, that's how we know that it must be Simcha. Now, Ramasna says, once we learn this, so then it comes out an interesting side halacha, which is that uh, Bikurim is uh, requires shira. Why? Because it says the word tov there. It says the word tov here. Samach tov. Here it says tov levav. And we know it must mean, according to Masna, that's what it means. It's talking about shira. So we learn for that bikurim of shira. The problem with that is, is that Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachmini said in the name of Rabbi Yonasan, is that you don't say shira only with, on the, upon the libation, you need wine present in order to sing shira. So how are they singing shira? So uh, it says, um, um, right? Because how do I know that? Because it says, "I'm sameach regarding wine. So we say, "I understand how wine makes people happy, but how does it make God happy?" Must be that that's when we sing shira with the uh, with the wine. So the Gemara says that um, it could be that there, there was wine at a time of bikurim, because although you are obliged to bring only fruit specifically. But if you brought grapes and they were pressed into wine, that's acceptable as well, and therefore you can sing shira. Took us to another answer um, of Chizkiyahu. And it says, Yahu was the Sar Halavim. And it says, and it was Yasur Bimasa. And the word Yasur is um, uh, written... It, uh, that it's interchangeable. You could read it with a sin, or you could read it with a shin. So, um, and they're saying that he sank. So that's the basis. Um, and he was obviously a sar halavim. Then we saw Balvati in the name of Yochanan said a different source. It says avoda avoda. What is an avoda avoda? It's an avoda of another avoda. That implies that it's shira because it's connecting to the avoda sakarbanos. Rabbi Yitzhak brought another source that says, Zimros Nusof, lift up the song, and Kinar Noimim Novel, with all the various instruments, and that's a reference to the Avod of the Olivim. Also, Nachmar Yitzhak says another, it says, Yisu Kolam Yeronu, and uh, that's another Makor. What does the Tana bring it from? It brought it from the Pasuk of Kaas, it says, Vlevnei Kaas Nosan. They did not get wagons, and it says, Bakasef Yisau. Now, the line by Yisau is superfluous because it could have just said, Bakasef. Right? Their work was on the shoulder. Obviously, they're carrying it on the shoulder. That's what it could have just said. Why does it say Yisau? That Yisau is a lashon of song, of singing, carrying song, and that's how we got it from there. Su'uz, Zimros, Nusof, etc. Okay, brings us to uh, Rab Chananya, the nephew of Rab Yosh- Yoshua, and he says that it says Moshe Yedaber Velokim Yanenu Bekol. 
which iske kol, which what he's saying is uh, that uh, Moshe was that Hashem was telling Moshe that you need to sing. Um, that's what he's saying. Moshe was speaking. He says, "Yanenu bekol." No, you're supposed to. You have an obligation to sing. Another source. Ravashi again, a source. It says that they um, they were the the mechatzutzrim, mechatzatzrim, the trumpet blowers, and the mishoririm. Lashmiya kol echad. Again, a pasuk in the Brayomim. Rabbi Yonason says it's lo yimusu gamheim gamatem. They won't die, and you won't die. Meaning the Levim and the Kohanim, neither of them are going to die. Now, what does that mean? They, uh, just like you have Avoda related to the Mizbeach, they too also have Avoda related to the Mizbeach. What could that be, if not Shira, because they sing at the, you know, connecting to the Korban. And uh, in fact, the Brisa backs that up, because when it says, Gamhin Gamatem, it teaches an important halacha, that if a Kohen would get up there and sing with the Levim, that's Bemisa, and if a Levi goes up and does Avoda with the Kohanim, that's Bemisa. What about a Levi who changes jobs from uh, gatekeeping to singing, or singing to gatekeeping? So he said that's just an Azhara, it's not, uh, not, a, not a Misa. Rabbi argues on that, he says that in fact the Mishor or Shishir, or Bishal uh, Chavero, basically if he left his regular job of singing and went to good gatekeeping, so then um, he gets death misa. And he quotes the Pasuk, it says, and it says again, even though we already know that it can't be talking about a regular Zohar, so it must be talking about a Zohar to that Avoda, which would mean a Levi who has a different job and he's switching. Problem that we have on the sheet of Abaye is that we brought down that uh, uh, it's only, uh, it's not Bemisa, it's Mishor Shashir, or Mishor Shashor, it's not Bemisa. So it's only an Ashara. So he says, you're right, it's Machlokas Tanoim. In fact, the Tanoim are arguing on this issue. Uh, there's a story goes that Rabbi Shobar Hananya wanted to help the closing of the doors by, with Rabbi Yochanan and Gud Gedon. He told him, no, you're not allowed to, because you're the singers and not the doorkeepers. Now, what's the Machlokas? Obviously, Rabbi Shobar felt he could. After all, he was only helping. So he thought that the rabbis never made a gzir on this. And he says, no, the fact that they, uh, that it's bimisa means that they did make a gzir on it. And that they're arguing whether it's only bimisa or basara. So the word says that actually is not necessarily the case. It could be that everybody agrees that it's only a warning, a love in the Torah, but it's not bimisa. And uh, it's a question whether they made the gzir or not. So that's, um, anyway, that's the bottom line. And that was the end of that part, which took us to the next shaila, next discussion. Does an olas nidvas tibor, which is basically a korban ola that is donated by the tibor, that is not set in stone, um, it only is brought. It's talking about like a ketzam is when the when it's a slow day on the altar, um, so they would want the, it to be kept busy. So they would they had special offerings ready to go for such an occasion. So, that, did they sing Shira on such korbanos? So that was the question. And we, um, so we tried proving it um, from this, uh, uh, it, it, the two sides are, after all, it says Olo Seichem, so you're supposed to sing on Olo Seichem, so this is an Olo. Or on the other hand, um, 
it, uh, it's uh, of all of Israel, and this is not brought by all of Israel because it was donated, so maybe it doesn't qualify. So that's the suffix. So we brought a raya from Chizkiyo, because Chizkiyo said, bring the Ola, sing the song. Now what's the question? If, he's, if, um, if it was a regular carbon Ola, Schova, then why would he have to direct them? So it must be that uh, it was an Ola's Nidava, and that's what's going on. So the says, no, it was not the Ola's Nidava, it was Ola's Rosh Chodesh. And the question is, did they bring it Bismano or not? So Abayi says, it, if you look at the Pasuk, you obviously didn't read the Pasuk. Pasuk says, the Yom Shish Asur L'Chodesh. It was L'Chodesh Rishon. It was on second day Pesach. That's not Rosh Chodesh, okay? So it couldn't have been Rosh Chodesh. Um, so uh, Rami Breder Rabbi Yiba says, no, no, no. What happened was, is that it was talking about the Karban Omer, the animal that comes along with the Karban Omer, the Kemes. And the question is, do they sing on that? Because maybe Rosh Chodesh wasn't established at that time. So the Gemara is bothered by that. One, they worry about Pesach, worry about Matzah. Obviously, by the time the second day Pesach comes around, you already establish which day of the month it is, because uh, you brought your Karm Pesach two days ago. You ate Matzah last the, the night, you know, the day before. So obviously, um, it, it, that, how they know what, what they do then. So Rav Ashi says that all that's going on over there is that it's no different than a Shliach Tzibor. When you have a Shliach Tzibor, he just wants to make sure that it's okay, that I'm ready to go forward. It's sort of, even though you know what to do, you're waiting for the nod. Uh, so that's exactly what's going on over here. They were waiting for the nod from Yerchizkiah, and he's like, okay, go, and do it. And that's what they did. Okay, so the, once you say that, then it could be it was a standard Ola, it, wasn't a, it was a regular daily sacrifice, and that's all it was going, is kind of like the Shliach Tzibur, who always checks with the king, so to speak, to... Um, to see how it goes. Okay, and that is, I believe, is that where is it, I got yeah, up to? No, That's exactly where I left off. And we're going to get to, let me just... Uh